Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. And if you haven't already, go ahead and follow this podcast on Spotify. Go ahead and follow it on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and follow it on iHeartRadio, wherever you may be able to find it. Google Podcast as well. Uh, just go ahead and give it a follow so you don't miss any episodes when they drop. Also, if you like what you're listening to, if you would, go ahead and give me that five-star rating at Spotify, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate the show and leave a review. Thank you in advance. Now, on this episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk a little basketball. Yes, we're going to talk basketball on touring the AFC South. We're going to talk about basketball and we're going to talk with Nat from the All Nat Podcast. Definitely going to be a great conversation. Of course, we know, we all know a basketball player or a football player that wants to be a basketball player or a basketball player that thinks he can play football. So let's kind of go down that path a little bit on this episode. But before we get to Nat and our conversation, of course, we have the get it off your chest segment and we recently had the passing of one of the greatest winners of all time in the NBA Bill Russell passed away and you know it definitely hit a little different I mean he was a great basketball player great winner a black coach and coach player for the Boston Celtics at one point in time. And above all those different things, he fought for rights for black people. And he did it when it wasn't the popular thing to do. He did it despite knowing all the things that were going to come at him. Yet he still went out there and fought for equal rights for us as black people. I mean... He had all different kinds of things come at him when he was playing for the Boston Celtics, basically putting his putting it all on the line on the court while off the court he was getting called any and everything. And yes, he was called the N-word too. And yet he continued to play hard. He continued to be there for his team. He continued to be the strong Man, he was. And I applaud him for that. He lived a great life. He had a great impact on the NBA. And I did see somewhere where Magic Johnson has, I think it's talked about that the NBA should retire the number six. Now, that definitely is something I can get with because of his impact, not only on the court, but off the court. And just the societal impact. Uh, I, I can say that Bill Russell was more than just a basketball player. 
more than just a coach. He was a great winner. He was a great player. And he will sorely be missed, but his impact will never, never, ever be forgotten. Rest in paradise, Bill Russell. That's been the Get It Off Your Chest segment for this episode. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Nat of the All Nat Podcast on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, Take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. And of course, there are football players that want to be basketball players, just like basketball players sometimes want to be football players. You know, they got the basketball jaws, like Chris Rock would say in Space Jam song. But of course, my guest for this episode is the biggest Warriors fan you will ever see. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. And she will fight you to the tooth about, about Steph Curry. That is 100% <laughs> true. But I would like to welcome everyone from the All Net Podcast. Net, what's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, giving us some of your valuable time. I know you're, you know, a, a star across the country these days. So, oh, you know. Lord. No, that's not true. <laughs> and I don't think I can accept title of biggest Warriors fan, but I'm probably up there only because I feel like I don't want like the old school Warriors fans to get like feel like I'm disrespecting them. So, um, but yeah, I'm a huge Warriors fan for sure. Well, I'll say this. They they know that your passion runs deep for the Warriors. So yes. I think I think they'll be okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, um, how did you first become familiar with the Golden State Warriors and kind of become a fan of that team? Yeah, I mean, it was because of stuff, but it was like when he early when he came into the league, because like he was on the radar from Davidson. And so when he came into the league, I'm a huge point point guard girl. Like, I love point guards. Point guards are my favorite players typically throughout history. Um, and so that's the position I pay, like, the most attention to. And so I'm always kind of, like, up on who the PGs are around the league. And Steph was on my radar because, like, he made some noise at Davidson and he just has a really finesse 
flashy style of play, you know? And so I would like watch, just tune in. Like the, they, like the Warriors were just one of the teams I would tune in for. And it was in the beginning to kind of watch stuff. But over time, you know, like I just grew with the team, right? So it was really, truly organic, you know? Um, I would say I really closely started watching the Warriors during the 2012-2013 season. So, um, you know, because Steph, like, was battling injuries early and he wasn't, like, always playing and stuff like that. So, um, but you just saw the flashes and stuff. So, like, I also, I kind of, I'm always fans or kind of pay attention to teams anyway who have black coaches. And so, like, they hired Mark Jackson. It was finally going to be like, okay, season Mark Jackson. Steph had surgery. His ankles were repaired. So it was going to be like, you know, so I, tuned into them and um he didn't disappoint you know that was the season he had like his big msg game kind of his like breakout to the world and um you know so then it was just like i would like try to catch as many warriors games as i can um i would also like go to warriors games like when they came to the east coast i'm also a really huge celtics fan too so um like I go to Celtics games are easier for me to get to because they're on the East coast. But like whenever the Warriors came to play the Celtics, I always made sure that was like a game that I attended. I would like go up to Boston, go catch that game. And so just stuff like that. And just over time, you know, like I started to develop an affinity for like clay and then Dre and then Andre came to the team and it was like, Little by little, you know, like even some of my friends will point it out because you'd hear me talking like, oh, we got to get, you know, or or when, you know, I would talk about the team in terms of we and people like we. And it's just over time, I just like, they're my team. I just like embraced it, you know, um, because I have other players that I've been fans of, like Paul George, for example, is a player I'm a huge fan of, but I've never been like an Indiana Pacers fan or a Oklahoma City fan. You know, it's like, it was just about Paul George, but with the Warriors, it was just something about them, you know, that like drew me in. And so, yeah, I have been hooked in and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you hear that, y'all? She's definitely hooked in on the Warriors, <laughs> definitely. Um, now, <clears throat> let's kind of fast forward a little bit. You go from not only being a fan of the team, but you talk about the team now with your podcast, Hoopstresses, Golden Spaces. How did that next level kind of get reached for you? Was it by accident or by design? A little bit of both, I guess. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it was organic. Um, but I, you know, I don't think anything happens accidentally, right? So I think this was always what I was destined to be. It just may have not been the destiny that I was aware was for me, right? Because I'm a lawyer by training and... So I, you know, I work in the legal field and I've always loved sports, especially basketball. And friends would always tell me like, start a blog, you know, do this, do that. And then like when I joined Twitter, it was because I needed to like be with other psycho basketball fans like me, you know, <laughs> I joined Twitter, but it was like several months before I started to tweet and it was actually Draymond Green's mom is the reason I joined Twitter because I used to like look at her tweets because she used to be a lot more active on Twitter and I used to like her tweets. But then I guess things were getting crazy or I don't know. Oh, excuse me. I apologize. Um, 
And there was a period of time briefly where she kind of like made her tweets private. So you couldn't see them unless you were like following her. Or she approved you to follow. So I was like, shit. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can curse on your side. You're okay. Shoot. So I, um, <laughs> I just requested to follow her. And so, but I joined Twitter because I had to request to follow her. And then, cause there were other people that I would like look at like some of the media people and there were just like other accounts that like got on my radar. And so I would like not, I wasn't on Twitter, but I would like search Twitter to see like, did that person say anything? Did they tweet anything? So I kind of had a sense of it. And then eventually I just joined cause I'm just like, Twitter seems fun, you know? And like, I can talk to other crazy people like me. So uh, in no way, shape or form did I ever think like I would develop a following that anyone would care what I had to say. I just want to be with the other crazies like me. And over time it just grew. And then my followers were like, yo, Nat, you need to do a pod. Like people would ask me to guest on pods and I'm just like, really me, you know? Um, and it took some time, but you know, eventually it just, it evolved and I got here. And once I, once I leaned into it, then I just became like a full on content creator. And so, you know, I launched on that. Um, and just to be clear, cause I, I think it's clear and most people get it, but every so often there are people who don't get it. So my name is Nat, so that's why the pot is all Nat, but I also cover basketball, and so all Nat is a play on all Nat. <laughs> um, most people get it, but apparently occasionally some don't, and so even my cover art has me sitting on a basketball net. Um, so, yeah, so I launched the pod um, at the beginning of the 2021-2022 season, and then, like I said, just more stuff came from that. Like the idea for Hoopstresses, that wasn't on my radar. That wasn't one of the things I had planned down the road. But with the emergence of spaces and how big it got, it just felt to me like there needed to be a space for like an all-woman space, you know? Um, and there were so many dope women I knew across NBA Twitter and WNBA Twitter but we're all like siloed and individually doing our thing or covering certain teams. And I'm just like, yo, let's come together as a collective and bring all our voices together. And so I reached out to different people who I thought might be a good fit. They were down and then we formed Hoopstresses. So that's how that came about. And it ended up, you know, Buzzer wanted to like collaborate with us. And so we, we do a spaces series for Buzzer, but we just, had a spaces tonight for the hoopstresses and it wasn't like with buzzer we just did like our own you know personal space and so and it got the attention of like national people michael smith the hoopstresses were on his radar which i cannot believe and so he had us on his show and we did a takeover so it's been you know pretty cool and golden spaces again was just like the natural evolution i talk a lot of warriors i'm in a lot of warrior spaces people are like start hosting your own spaces you know a lot of it is what you know, people come to me and like the, you know, that's, you know, what the market wants, right? Like I, I, like when you just think about it, it's like, that was the demand, like people were asking me for it. So I created it with um, Justin, the package JG, the package, yeah, JG on um, Twitter, um, who was my co-host and it seemed fitting. I think we balance each other. So all of these were just like a natural evolution of me, like leaning into being a content creator. And there are other ideas I have that I haven't even brought to the forefront. So, well, we'll and I create non-basketball content too, which has been 
completely sidelined because I just have so much going on in that world. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we're very similar in the aspect that I write, I write a lot and wrote a lot and people ask me over and over again to start a podcast. And this is kind of the birth of that right here. <laughs> and then of course, also very similar in terms of definitely writing outside of sports. Cause I actually do a short story series and I mm -hmm. do write poetry as well. So a lot of different things, a lot of similarities, but you know, definitely, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a Warriors fan. I will say I, I am a Chicago Bulls fan one since i was a kid but you know Bulls hey, are dope. yeah well we're getting better we, we actually had a season and we actually made the playoffs although mm -hmm. i wish lonzo ball had not gotten hurt but of course you can't control injuries and those different things For but sure. what you can't control is what you control on the basketball court the controllables like they like to say control the controllables and the Golden State Warriors definitely did that all the way to a championship this year. They developed depth. They, um, their stars stepped up, and they just basically kept getting it done when people said they could not get it done. I have to include myself in that because at some points I didn't believe they could get it done. But, mm -hmm. of course, they proved a lot of people wrong, and they got it done. And Steph what, got his, his first finals MVP, which, you know, honestly, I don't think it should have been his first, but that's neither, neither here nor there. But, hey. He got his first and, you know, a lot of people who needed to validate him, I guess, felt validated him, but he really didn't need the validation because he already was a great player anyway. But what are your feelings just on the run this year for the Golden State Warriors? I mean, it's what I expected. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not someone who doubted them and I said that they were going to win a championship this year. So to me, they just did what I expected them to do. Um, but it's gratifying, you know, and I'm not a graceful winner. So yeah, I gloat <laughs> and I remind people that I was right. And I'm, I told you so. And, and then I go hard for like my squad and for, for Wardell, you know? So I, I'm excited. I loved it. I mean, there were points that it was like frustrating and annoying and dealing with certain things during the season, but at the end of the day, I'm happy that they got it done and really Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm proud of them. I'm so proud. Proud of them is probably the best word. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, um, one thing I, I will point out is that the Warriors did this, and they did this without kind of giving up the farm. Uh, a lot of people kind of still go at them or more Kevin Durant for Kevin Durant joining them when they lost to uh, – Loss of the, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the finals that one year and when they mm -hmm. went 73 games. But this was more organic. This was more through the draft. This was more building the team. And, you know, I definitely can say that, you know, either if either either which way of anything happening, they still earned and deserve the titles. You, you can't take them away just because you don't like the way they did it. It just is what it is. However, of course, there's this little thing called free agency. And it always changes the landscape and makes people think about, about different things. Of course, Mac McClung gets brought in on a non-guaranteed deal with them uh, this year. Kevon Looney gets a new deal to stay with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you got Dante DiVincenzo, two years, 19, 9.3 million. I, I mean, 9.3, not 19.3. And then also you get uh, potentially, uh, they're talking about Jermichael Green, 
uh, once he get gets weighed by the Oklahoma mm-hmm. City Thunder joining the team. Yep. Now, as far as those additions to the team, of course, the loss of uh, yeah, Gary Payton Jr., Gary, Gary Payton II, I should say, and Otto Porter going to the Toronto Raptors. Now, do you like these replacements that they're bringing in for them? And, you know, me personally, I think Dante DiVincenzo actually is going to be a guy that they like, that they actually end up using a little bit more in the in the Gary Payton role, potentially. But, you know, only time will tell that. But what do you think about the additions to the team? I like them. I mean, you never – like, no two players are exactly the same, right? So there are a lot of people just, like, who might feel like GP2 is better. And in a vacuum, maybe. Um, but, like, I think that, like, you you've lost – like – I don't think Dante is as good as GP2 defensively, but I think he's a good defender, you know? So I think you're still maintaining a like high level of defense and you picked up um, someone who probably is a little bit better on the offensive side of the ball. So I expect Dante to be a rotation player. Um and to to be getting, yeah, I I would think regular minutes. Um, I mean, I would say on the depth chart, he's probably like, I want to say like your seventh, seventh man, right? Because I mean, you have Steph, Clay, Dre, um, Looney, and Andrew Wiggins. That's likely your starting five. And then you have Pool at six. So yeah, I would put Dante as like your 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 seventh guy for sure. I think the the addition of James Wiseman will definitely be something that will help too. But of course, he's got to stay healthy first. That's the biggest thing. You know, we haven't necessarily seen him on the floor enough to be like, okay, he can really contribute at all times. But you know, the health is the biggest thing. Which I I wish you well for him because originally he's from Nashville, Tennessee. He's not actually from Memphis, Tennessee, which a lot of people get wrong and think he's from Memphis. No, he's from Nashville. But and I, so I'm going to claim him as Nashville's own. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so you're rooting for you're rooting for him. I appreciate that. We we need all the good vibes for for James Wiseman. Yeah, I mean, I think provided he stays healthy, like you said, I think Wiseman will contribute this year. I think his role is going to be very contained. You know, um, sort of like the way like when JaVale McGee is here. So I expect that they'll try to get some lobs to him. Um, you know, keep it simple. He won't, they'll probably, he'll probably run a lot of pick and roll. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't expect him to be like having to worry about like passing the ball too much or things like that. I think they're going to really look to get him um, some really easy looks and, you know, spots on the floor that he's, you know, comfortable in. Um, and he's, you know, sort of, you know, he showed some flashes with his mid range and even, you know, his threes. So, um, I think he'll be able to help. And like, you can see, you know, I think people need to remember, cause I think a lot of people are making like these really big drastic conclusions from summer league, but James Wiseman hadn't played basketball in like two years or whatever it was. I mean, like a very long time. So um, I like, he was just like getting his legs back still. Right. Like, and, and, and so I expect 
him to even look really much better than he even did in summer league because he'll be playing with higher IQ players and 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 people that are going to get him the basketball in his spots and you know so I think he'll be able to contribute um and Jermichael Green I like too you know like he's same thing he's not as great a shooter as Otto but a pretty good shooter he had a down year last year but I expect him to progress back to his mean so because last year felt more like an outlier than anything else so not as deadly as a shooter but um a very good rebounder similar to Otto and Otto that was like something sort of new for him that he did last year where Jermichael Green's that's something he's always been doing so um yeah I think he'll play that auto role nicely I don't you know I think some of the young guys like Moody are going to be challenging for minutes right and so and Kaminga so we'll see but I I, w- I would expect uh Dante and Jermichael Green to be regular rotation guys um and I expect them to, to help us win. And we'll see. You know, you never know what the team is going to look like until it comes together. But as long as your core is still intact and our core is, then that's that's all that matters. And you can oh, always supplement, say. you know, and put complementary pieces around them. Right, right. I'll definitely say that uh, as far as Otto Porter, um, I'm starting to try to like him more. Um, oh, you know, I forgot. Yeah, you're a Bulls fan. That, yeah, they they traded the Bulls traded for him when he was making twenty five million dollars a year, and for the life of me, I don't understand why traded for him to be a frontline player to be a star of the team, yet he never had any of those skills to be the star of the team. He is a three and D guy. He's not a guy that makes plays for anybody. In terms of how he does, you know, off the dribble or things like that, he's a three and D guy. But yet, we wanted to bring him in to be the star of the team. Sorry, but I digress. I'll get off of that, uh, off of that one right there, and off my soapbox. No, because, you yeah, don't have to. I mean, <laughs> he can be a starter on a team, though. You just don't think he can be the star, right? Because right. I think the Bulls three and D guys. Star, I was like, oh, I think he can be like your. If he can stay healthy, and so that was the thing. But I think a healthy Otto can be like your fourth best player. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just can't be your second or or first or third. No, 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 no. That's too much for Otto. (laughs) Too much. Um, Of course, there was other free agency moves I I definitely wanted to get your thoughts on. Rudy Gobert got traded to the Timberwolves for everybody not named Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell. And I'm still trying to figure out how did this happen? Is Rudy Gobert really worth all of that? And now they're going to be playing with two centers, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And Carl Anthony Towns is going to prove that he is the big man version or try to prove he is the big man version of Steph Curry this year with how far he tries to shoot threes from. I, I, I'm probably going to see that this year. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think that Rudy Gobert is the better player than Donovan Mitchell. So, um, you know, is he worth everything they got for him? That's debatable. But uh, I think that 
the jack the you know the 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 wolves are interesting. I keep thinking about them because I don't think it's about talent, right? Like I think they were the more talented team than the Grizzlies. They actually should have won that series, but they are just a very low IQ basketball team. Um, so Rudy Gobert will probably raise the IQ level of their team some, you'd hope. Um, but I think for them, the, what's going to be the difference for them is can they just be a smarter basketball team? Because if they can, I think, like, they were, what, like a 7-8 seed this year? And they had, like, I think D'Angelo was out of the lineup some, and they were working through things. And now they've upgraded. Like, I can easily see them being, like, the fifth or the sixth seed. Like, do I think that they're a contender? No. But I think they're, like, a second-round team. But, again, that all goes back to, like, can they play smarter basketball? Because Ant-Man's going to take a leap. You know? He's going to take a leap. And they just they're, – and they're just tall. Like, they have a lot of length on that team. You know? So – I think the Wolves will be a better team next year, but I think a lot just depends on like, will they play a smarter brand of basketball? Well, I hear you there. I just have you know, just have my reservations because Rudy always gets taken out of out of out of games when playoff happens. Now regular he season, does. yeah, I'm like, mm, maybe but regular season. A lot of season. that is about his back line, right? Like who's back there because like they leave him out there on the island, like they're not defending. Um, I don't think that will be an issue in um, many, but we'll see. Yeah, we definitely will because, uh, boy, oh, boy, he just can't keep getting out there getting exposed like that. And hopefully Utah – hopefully it doesn't follow him. But, you know, I'm just amazed they have two big men that both have $200 million contracts right now. Wow. Mm. But <laughs> – For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography, handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. All right, and of course, uh, you know, wanted to mention, of course, the the non-moves that are happening right now, which would be those Brooklyn Nets. They just won't go away. But uh, <laughs> you've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They, one wants to be traded, the other one signed an extension, and we don't know what he wants to do. But yet, there they are. They're in Brooklyn. I personally don't think they're moving anywhere anytime soon because Rudy Gobert got that much. I can only imagine what Kevin Durant is going to be worth. But 
I, you know, I, I just don't see them moving from Brooklyn. I see them at least being there together one more year. I mean, what what do you think in terms of that pairing? Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see Kyrie and Kevin Durant start the season, and I don't think the Brooklyn Nets should trade them, but um, because I don't I don't see a path to Kevin Durant getting traded where like the trade is gonna automatically make the other team. Like, the team will get better, but they're also going to lose depth. Whether it's the Suns, whether it's um, the Celtics, whoever else has been thrown out there, right? Like, they're going to lose a lot of their wing depth in, um, on Phoenix, right, if they trade for him. The defense is going to get worse on, on the Celtics if you're giving up Jalen Brown and who else, like, would be in that deal. So I just, I don't, it's not like, it's not like a, like, the reason why, like, it was different with Golden State is because he was a free agent and he could come there and they didn't really have to give up anything. I mean, I guess if you count, like, Andrew Bogut, but, like, they didn't have to. Like Harrison Barnes, that's that's really not, not a ton for him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that was an upgrade because they play the same position. Right. So it's right. like, you, you know, you were you were upgrading Harrison Barnes' role, whereas like you're going to be losing pieces you still need if you do these trades. So, and it's he's in a weird time because like I don't think people are willing to just give up everything for KD because even though he is Kevin Durant, he's also 34. And he also hasn't played a full season healthy in the last two years, right? Like since he's come back from injury. So you had, he was injured and then he came back and he hasn't played a full season yet. So I just, I don't, I think there's limits to what teams are willing to give up for him. So I just, I think the Brooklyn Nets best thing is to start the season. And then if something's developed sort of like the way, like for the Sixers or something eventually developed for Harden then maybe you trade. But I also think that like you start the season, you start playing. And if they're winning, then it's like, mm, maybe we're not going to trade because winning tends to cure all. So we'll see. Yeah. Winning is also the ultimate deodorant. That's what I've always heard that one so many times, but <laughs> all right. So <clears throat> of course we have got in the, uh, those few things, a little bit of free agency, but of course, you know, this is a football podcast. We are going to do a smidgen of football talk. And, of course, here's what I got. There's NFL players, like I mentioned, you know, people like to say football players, they can play basketball. I'm going to switch that dynamic. I'm going to say basketball players play a certain position in football. I'm going to give you a name of a player, and, you know, maybe you can tell me what position you think they would play if they actually played football. I thought I got to pick. Okay, go ahead. Let's see. Okay. All right. I'm going to start with Steph Curry. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Because I don't know how good of an arm Steph has. So I don't know if he could like mm-hmm. quarterback. I'm not sure. And. Like, I want to say possibly, like, a wide receiver, maybe. But 
Steph is not like super quick. So, huh. you know, on one hand, yeah, so it's a little hard because I can't see him. Um, okay. And he's like, what? He's like 6'3". So I don't know. Maybe maybe a QB or a receiver, a wide mm-hmm. receiver. But I, those are the, the, the ones that I would, I would, I would think, you know, unless there's some skill he has that I don't know, like he has the ability to kick or some shit and be a field goal kicker. <laughs> or maybe you would just put him like on special teams and he'll do some special shit. I don't know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Now, okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to throw the ball in your court. Pick a player and you tell me if they could actually some players you think in the NF, in the NBA that could potentially have the body type or something of that nature to actually play in the NFL, perhaps, or well, just I mean, football. That's the one everyone always says, right? It's like Braun, right? He's like <laughs> a physical specimen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he could probably play multiple positions in football, right? Like He, he was a high school. He was a, a star wide receiver slash tight end in high school. Yeah, I was just about to say, so he could probably do that. Um you know, he could probably even play some defensive positions too. So, um, Braun is like the easy answer. Um, mm-hmm. not really in the league anymore, but maybe Rajon Rondo, you know, um, he always talked about like how he could be a quarterback and just, I don't know what his arm is like, but you know, mm-hmm. really high IQ guy. So maybe. But I'm not sure. I, I, I'll tell you one guy I think could be a veteran defensive end with the way he plays basketball. That would be P.J. Tucker. P.J. Oh, Tucker yeah. would be an excellent defensive end because he would be that guy that pulls all the bags of tricks, does all the different moves, and, and completely agitates an offensive tackle the entire game. I could just see him just pestering and bothering somebody the entire game. And, of course – I got to say the one and only Jimmy Butler. I could say Jimmy Butler could definitely be a great wide receiver or tight end uh, with, with his physique. You know, if, I, he I could, could, I could that. if he could get maybe just a little bit more muscle on him, I could maybe see like Jordan Poole also as like a receiver because he's so quick, you know, and, and mm-hmm. shifty. So um, I could see him like running some right routes out there and stuff, but he probably would need to definitely put on a little bit i mean right how much smaller is he than like a deshaun jackson maybe not but yeah that's true that's true deshaun jackson would definitely uh catch the ball and uh either run as far as he could and slide or he would get out of bounds very very quickly took a lot of a lot didn't take a lot of shots i will say yeah um yeah definitely uh, another guy i would love to see well of course he did play uh, college football for spring one time. That would be Draymond Green. He did play tight end, and it didn't work out for him at Michigan State. And luckily for him, it didn't work out because he became the basketball player he became at Michigan State. And, of course, another guy I would love to see play. Uh, let's see. I'd love to see him play wide receiver and something of that nature. That would be Russell Westbrook. You know, take the basketball out of his hand. Just watch him run. He doesn't have to make any decisions at wide receiver. He can just run around catch it, and just zoom down the field. He wouldn't have to think about anything because, you know, I know people question his basketball IQ a lot. So 
Uh, it would take all that out of the equation. He would just be able to catch the ball, run the play, whatever, score, whatever he, he could do, and use his speed and quickness. So another guy. I thought good one. That's yeah. a good one. And so, like, Dre. I was thinking of Dre, but I was like – he has he he has a football body. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know what position he'd play. Yeah, I give him tight end, but you know it'd be the second time around for him, and I don't know if he can take those hits like that. I can see him as a uh, his, the way he likes to talk trash. He kind of reminds me of uh, of uh, of an old school uh, football player. I cannot name is escaping me right now, but. Uh, you know, he just reminds me of a guy that's a defensive player that talks trash the entire game. Because you don't see very many offensive tackles talk trash every game. You see a lot of defensive players talk trash the entire game. So, um, of course, uh, that wasn't the actual game I had for you tonight. But I do have another game for you. Oh, <laughs> I have two people to pick from or two things to pick from. Okay. And I need one answer from you on it. Okay. Get ready. All right, we've got Chris Paul or Kevin Durant. Which one you got? If you got to take one on your team, which one you taking? <laughs> Kevin Durant. You knew I was listening. <laughs> I've been paying attention. So Kevin Durant, easily. Right. Let's see. We've got the 2021-2022 Warriors or the 2014-2015 Warriors. Which team would you take? Oh, that's tough. Um, that's really tough. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> but we're looking at the whole team, right? Right. Yeah, I'm going to go 2021-22. Okay. All right. Now we've got the beach or the city? The beach or what? The beach or the city? The city. All right. I hate okay. the beach. <laughs> Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy? Which one you have taken to call a game for you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Neither? I have to one. be one. <laughs> I'm going to go with the black man. There we go. There we go. And, of course, I'll ask a, a bonus question. Michael Holly or Michael Smith? I'm going to go with my guy, Michael Smith. I like Michael Holly, though, too. But if you're forcing me to choose, because Michael Holly, <laughs> be, he'd be low-key hating on Steph. So that's the reason <laughs> I'm picking Michael Holly. I mean, Michael Smith over Michael Holly. Michael Smith be showing Steph love. Michael Holly be hating. <laughs> well, I do have to ask. Of course, I, I, I did uh, want to ask this as well. Of course, you did host um, or, or co-host uh, brother from another and you did actually you're, you've appeared on there multiple times now we do have that in common we've both been on brother from another but of course uh, i would say you are the shining star every time you oh, come you. on so thank you um what what how did that how did that even happen that you got to host the show i gotta hear this story i'd love to hear this story i mean there's not well <laughs> There's not like a real story behind it. I just, I was invited to be on, um, mm-hmm. like to do a segment, which I was shocked by. Um, <laughs> Same reaction I had. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, me? <laughs> um, 
you know, shout out to Vince Goodwill because it was having him on my show that how they came across me. Mm-hmm. And um, I came on and I, I listen, I don't even know when it happened, but like Michael Smith was following me at a certain point and it was before I was following him. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and I was like, because I went to like go follow him Um Cause I don't always, you know, it's not even like, cause I'm actually a huge fan of Michael's and like when him and Jamel did his and hers. And so it wasn't even that, like, I wasn't a fan of Michael, but like, he doesn't tweet that much, you know? And so I tend to like accounts where people don't really tweet a lot. I tend to like not follow them cause I follow people cause I want to see what they're saying on Twitter. So, um, I wasn't following him, but I'm just like, I'm not going to go on this man show when I'm not like, you know, and I went to look and he was already following me. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So that was like a huge shock. And then, um, yeah, I mean, they just invited me to be on. I was on for a segment. I thought it was going to be like a one and done thing or, you know, they said like, yeah, we'll have you back. And I was like, oh, I would love that thinking like, oh, it'd be like a month down the road, two months down the road, I'd hear from them. But nah, I got the, you know, request to come back again fairly quickly. And then it's just, you know, it's just evolved as a relationship. But Michael is really the one who had the idea to have like the Hoopstresses do like a takeover. He hit me up about it, asked me what I thought. And I was like, we'd love that. Um, and so we came on and the Hoopstresses took over and we hosted and then, um, and then, yeah, they had, they had, um, me host again. And, and like that time it, it wasn't like a full Hoopstresses takeover, but a number of them were on cause I'm always have my girls on. Um, but then I wanted to also like promote and reach out to like some other creators I knew, um, coming up, you know, whatever, to just try to provide the same opportunity for them that's been given to me. Well, that's incredible. And I definitely, uh, you know, like I said before, definitely rooting for you. I definitely uh, enjoy it when you come on. The energy is definitely hits hits another octave when you you go on brother from another, that is for sure. And, uh, you know, especially especially a little bit of the outtakes. I mean, I watched that one. that uh, I think Michael Smith posted one in the yeah. IG stories one time. And I was like, uh, ah. like why, Michael, why? <laughs> why is that the one you decided to put up there? <laughs> uh, it was funny. I, I, I was like, yeah, it was awesome. And you can just tell this, the, uh, the flow of the show, it definitely goes well when you're on there. So oh, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah usually when I'm on, I'm only to, you know, discussing basketball, but like for sure, like, if I'm ever on and I have the chance to like cover football, I, you will be top of mind for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And I appreciate that. And uh, I appreciate everyone that has been listening. You've been uh, tuned in to 20 AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Net, if you want to go ahead and kind of give them uh, what all you're working on, uh, it's social media for them to follow you since I believe you are a very entertaining follow on social media and whatever <laughs> else you want to give them in terms of information. Oh, wow. Thank you. I really appreciate that. The love. Um, Yeah. On Twitter, follow me um, at Natfluential, spelled the way that it sounds. N-A-T-F-L-U-E-N-T-I-A-L. And also on Instagram, uh, recently changed, Natfluential. Um, 
I'm gonna have to like I'm I have to switch up my my Twitter my my Instagram accounts and I just eventually had to like go with the Natfluential. I have a completely separate brand on um mm -hmm. Instagram, but because like my basketball stuff is starting to cross over to that platform, um yeah, it just is what it is. So Natfluential, um, that's the best handle right now to follow me on Instagram and it links to like all the other stuff that I do but I am a cooking and wellness content creator I cook great food and the food content is on hold but if you go to that page you will see some of my past reels and videos and so get in now because they're coming back and you know my YouTube right now is under construction I like hit all my videos because like when I do relaunch it's going to be great but you can get like a preview of it on um on my instagram and then also follow the hoopstresses also spelt the way that it sounds uh on twitter and those are i would say the main accounts to follow right now but i have a lot coming i am like in the lab i have a lot of content that i'm working on um right now for the uh, all nat podcast um, we're typically a weekly episode during the NBA season, but in the off season, I'm putting out shows like every other week. So um, you'll still find them. It is a Golden State Warriors focused podcast, but we do cover all the NBA teams because my guests always come on to help me break down who the Warriors are going to be matching up with on a weekly basis. So you really do get a good dose of coverage of other NBA teams. But right now for the off season, primarily focus on the dubs and then the league at large, like, you know, anything that makes sense. So thank you for this opportunity and allowing me on your show and your platform and letting some of your listeners learn about me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No, 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 no. There I go stuttering. Oh, there you go. No problem at all. And uh, again, <laughs> thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, you've been uh, tuned in to Torn AFC South with your host, with your host Mike Patton. Round. It's late, y'all.